Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ask Sue Show, where at the moment it's all been happening. Obviously, um, we've got an absolute brilliant show tonight, um, one that's a bit of a bit of a heartfelt one, to be fair, and we have got an amazing lady coming on the show. And before I go on to that, I firstly want to thank absolutely everybody who listens to my show for all the support that you've given me over the last few days with regard to the Lennox story. Um, we have literally had loads and loads and loads of inbox messages, phone calls, different links to different sites and everything else. So it's going absolutely brilliant. So first of all, thank you everybody who has joined up with that. It's been absolutely amazing your support and please continue to keep sharing the links and everything else to go with it because it has gone absolutely massive. Now just an update, we have started a group called Lennox Gets Together Lennox Get Togethers across the world. And this has been started so that we can put together uh, groups all over the world where we can actually have one day when we have silent protests, and I don't like using the word protest, but we'll use them as get-togethers, where we can let people know that we are not going to let this go. So if anybody wants to join up with the group and wants to put a, um, a silent protest get-together for Lennox in their area, please join on Facebook, Lennox Get-Togethers Across the World, or you can join up with me at Ask Sue Davis, D-A-V-I-E-S, and that's on Facebook. And uh, we will, by all means, keep passing the word around about Lennox. Now, uh, we will not be doing meetings tonight, unfortunately, but we will be back on Monday. Um, with, uh, we've got five days next week, starting at 8 o'clock um, UK time. So if anybody would like readings next, next week, by all means, keep an eye on the show updates, which I'll be putting on the Ask Sue listeners page on the Facebook. Um, again, I'll be putting the links on chat shortly. Right, going on to the show this evening, um, we have got an absolute amazing lady on the line. Um, what can I say? I- I've lost a child myself. Um, she was two days old. Um, but this one is just totally, totally different. This lady um, has lost her son. Um, I think my best thing to do is I will announce the lady on the show. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? Hey, Sue. I'm doing well. How are you? All the best of hearing you on the phone. 
There's nothing worse than starting the show and having a worry just in case somebody doesn't come on or something happens. So once they're on the show, then I'm okay. Then I can calm my nerves again. (laughs) Calm your nerves. (laughs) Kelly should be coming in, too. Yeah. So how are you doing then, Sherry, anyway? I'm doing very well today. Thank you so much. You have no idea how I feel like my life has changed since our last conversation. Yeah, well, the, the, we'll tell people a little bit about the story. What happened was Sherry rung into the show for reading, didn't you, with TANIF, wasn't it? Um, I think it was a cry for help. Yes, definite. It was weird because I just picked up a view that I just need, you needed some help. You needed a bit of a an upliftment. You needed a massive hug, <laughs> just a bit <laughs> of all sorts. And I can remember just saying to you at the end of the conversation, I want to speak to you off air. I need to sort out. You need to come on the show. I think you do loads of good. And, you know, everybody who's listening to the show, this is not something easy that Sherry is doing here. For her to come on this show, uh, a total respect to Sherry. Do you know what I mean? I know how hard it is. I mean, my daughter was two days old. Obviously, your Mm. circumstances are totally different. And I always say everybody's lost a child Every time and every one is different in how you grieve and how you deal with it. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about what happened and about your son? Sure, I can. Um, Almost two years ago, on October 28, 2010, um, my son Jamie decided that life was just too hard for him. Um, He had been bullied. His wife was divorcing him. He was going through a lot of stuff. And he decided to hang himself, which I'm sure he did not think this out because he left me and his sister just in devastation, total devastation. And did did you have any signs before to the, the limit that he was actually feeling this? No, I really didn't. Jamie was is a lot like me. We both always suffered from some sort of depression. Um, yeah. But we've always been able to pull ourselves out of it. So, you know, I knew he was having a hard time, but I yet, I never, um, I didn't think it would ever come to that. Yeah. I think the hardest, well, I believe that God works in strange ways because prior to Jamie's passing, I had been introduced to a set of books by Dr. Brian Weiss. And so I was starting to believe in, like, so much. Although when Jamie's passing came, all that education that I had kind of flew out the window. But yeah. it's coming back. It's truly mm-hmm. coming back, and it gives me such peace to know that he's okay. He's really okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the thing, <clears throat> the funny part is, I mean, where about see you from, Sherry? I'm originally from New England, Salem, Massachusetts, but I live in Florida now. Right. So at the end of the day, you're miles and miles away from me, but straight away when I was talking to you, I felt such a... I pick up vibes of people and everything and such lovely vibes. And I... Everybody deals with grief differently. And with me, when I lost my daughter... Um, most people would literally hide away and they would just shut the doors and that's it. I literally said, right, what can I do? And the first thing I did was I started, it's quite funny when you think about what I do now, which I organize events. I literally went out and I organized events. 
to raise money for the special care baby unit in the Royal Shrewsbury in Shropshire. That was, and she passed away in the December, and on the March, we were actually doing a barn dance, and I raised over £1,000. It was my way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? So how, since, how did you, I'm never going to say the words get over it, because you'll never get over it, but how did you grieve? How did you, I mean, because you were saying to me that you do voluntary work and various other things. Well, what I did actually is the first year was just a blur. But now I've quit my job in the corporate world and I work with two other amazing women and we run a halfway house here in Florida. A halfway house for women with um, mental health disorders and addiction issues, obviously. Yeah. And that helps. It helps to share my story with someone, not so they feel sorry for me, but maybe that I can help them. Yeah, absolutely. So, so obviously, um, how how does your um, daughter? How has she been through this? I mean, you know, I don't, I can't. Let's face it. A lot of us haven't gone through this. So, how on earth? You know, I, 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 you know, I've asked the question about how did, how did you see anything leading up to it? You know, how much bullying did he actually have? How did it all start? Well, the worst of it that I saw, because we, the family, we had got his cell phone and his, we went through his emails, and I personally didn't, I didn't have the strength to do that. That's where my daughter comes in; she does have the strength. But from what I know, Jamie had had a previous suicide attempt. And his ex-wife's message to him was, you weren't man enough to get the job done. So I guess he proved her wrong. But she would just tell him that he wasn't a good enough father, he was never good enough. Nothing he did was good enough. Although, you know, he had a great career, he bought her a home. You know, he had it. None of it made any sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But so what, no matter what so, he did it was never good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So what what sort of person was Jamie then? You know, what what sort of person was he? What did he do? And tell us about him. Jamie was funny. He was the kind of kid who would take things apart to see how they worked. He um was actually a CAD drawer. He did the ductwork for a lot of buildings in Boston. Um, he was a great dad. He was a great husband, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about him. But on the other side, he was also very depressed and yeah. had low self-esteem. And I guess just... Uh, had the bullying lasted a lot, you know... When, when this is a thing, isn't it? We we say about bullying and different things, and we see that as just a childhood thing. But obviously, bullying is can be in various different forms, can it? Absolutely. And I never saw that coming. I mean, his his wife and my daughter had actually visited me, like a year before this had happened, and she never said enough good things about Jamie. So when I when I finally found out the truth behind it all, I was blown away, just totally blown away. 
And this, this is the thing about depression, isn't it? A lot of it can be hidden where the closest people don't even realise. I mean, I've had depression myself and I know exactly what it's like. It's literally where you can go out and you're smiling to your mates and you come back in, you shut the door and you take one look at something and, and you are in absolute floods of tears. And this is the thing Absolutely. with depression. It is a very much a hidden thing that even the very closest never actually see it and don't, not even until that day when they literally break down or they, they do as, something as drastic as what Jamie did until you actually see that. Absolutely. That is what happens. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And, I mean, I, I think of the, you know, I mean, I've spoken to a few people in different situations about the same sort of thing. And it's like they didn't, people then feel, feel the guilt because they say that they didn't see it come in, but there was no way that they could see it come in. Do you mean? Right. Is there anything right. that you can su- suggest to help people who, are, who have got depressed family members or anything? Is there anything you can suggest to people? Watch out for the isolation. That's the biggest sign. When people isolate, don't return your phone calls. Don't talk about what's really going on. Say the word, it's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. Mm. It's never fine. Yeah. And those are clearly the things you need to look for, but those are the hardest things to look for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know in my own case, you know, when when I'm feeling good, I'll call people. And then I'll get it all out of the way. And then I'll sink into my hole. Yeah. And just shut down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's like you say, don't we all do it, though? We, we see our mates and we say, hiya, how are you doing? And we all say, don't we? Yeah, we're fine, thanks, and you? And we're really, we're, we're literally stood there going, actually, it's absolutely shit today. You know, this, that, and the other's happened. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We, we, right. Most of the time we don't say it as it is. Even to of course our, not. literally our closest friends because we don't want to put across... They're on a downer. We don't want them to feel down because of how we're feeling. And that's how it never gets cured. That's absolutely right. No one would, Nobody wants to be the elephant in the room. Yeah. You know, I can remember absolutely. feeling, especially when I was still working in the corporate world, that I just wish I could be invisible. I wish people would just stop looking at me. Yeah. Because, you know, there's... A lot of things that you can stuff, but grief is something you can't stuff. It, you can't hide from it. It's there, and it's strong, and it's overwhelming. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, had, Jamie had issues even when he was very young. You know, how about his school years? How was that? Was he, you know, always um, a bit of um, depressed, or was he bullied, or was there anything even on an earlier side? No, his younger years were awesome, truly awesome. And he he had trouble playing sports, but he always found things that he liked to do, and he had a lot of friends, and his childhood was pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. but he had, he had, like, strong beliefs in, you know, you marry, you're married for life. And that's... Yeah. Well, when that shattered, so did he. So did he. That's right. Now, did did Jamie have any children? Yes, he has one daughter, Taya. And the sad part is, is his mom, her mom, will not let us have any contact with her. 
Uh, so, you know, this is where I do get really wound up because I find it really hard. This is when I find it hardest because my mum and dad, I don't have anything to do with through my, my own choice. Um, mm-hmm. And my children want to see my mum and dad, but my mum and dad haven't got the effort to see or be with my children. I find it really hard when I hear the grandparents really want to spend time with the children but aren't allowed to. Right. They, I figure I'll wait I, I it out. I just find that really hard. It's di- it's very difficult, but I know that if I try and sneak behind her back and I get caught, it's not me that's going to pay the price. It's Taya, the little girl. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to see her get in trouble over this. And I know how mean Kelly can be, and I know how hurtful her words can cut. So yeah, I'll wait absolutely. my time, you know. I'll so how old time. is it? How old is she? Hair is 14 now. Right. Or she will actually be 14 in August. The funny part is, it's quite funny because something's just popped into my head, and it's like, there's a friend of mine who's just had a phone call only a few weeks back, and she had her son's, let me get this right, her granddaughter got in touch, and she had been adopted out to another family. And she had a letter a few weeks back saying, Hi, Grandma, I don't know if you remember me or not, but I'm such and such. They renamed me this name, um, and I would love to get in contact with you because I want to know more about my dad. And and I believe that that will happen. I think that will come. It will come. She's 14 at the moment, so she's probably having that little bugger status at the moment. Do you mean? But then she'll get to a certain point where she wants to know about her past. She wants to know about her life. She wants to know who she is and where she's at in life. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, and she's going to want to connect to her dad again. And I will be her connection. Right now, she doesn't even know the truth about Jamie's death. She thinks that he fell down the stairs. And I believe that's probably why Kelly has shut the family off, because they don't want her to know the truth. Right. That's even harder, isn't it? Yeah, it it has been very difficult, but I'm not really sure what else I can do. You know, the ironic thing of it is, is my daughter had a job interview last week, and if she gets the job, she will be Taya's math teacher. Really? Funny how the world goes around, doesn't it? Good grief. <laughs> I, I can actually well, see that coming off. I can too. Yeah. Yeah. Spirits work in very mysterious ways, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, um, I think everything's just going to click together. Um, the The hard part is for... Um, his daughter because at the end of the day to be told one thing and then eventually find out that that's not the case. So right. how, how old was, it, was his daughter when he passed? Sorry? 12 years old. 12 years old. Oh, good grief. Yeah, of course you said, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, good grief. At such a hard age as well. Yes, it is. But the thing is, my, my point to that is how do... How I know what it's like around me, that if something happens to somebody, the whole of the town would know in seconds. 
So how is his daughter not found out the truth just by the grapevine? You know, I don't know because I haven't had any contact with her in a year now. You know, I had some contact with her through other people, but I knew she was getting in trouble for it, and so I stopped it. Yeah. So I don't know within the year if she knows anything else. I don't know. I know I've seen posts on Facebook that Taya has a new daddy now, and, you know, I've commented on them, and now I've been shut off from their Facebook page, so... I don't know. I don't want to cause any more harm, you know. I just want to... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, obviously, it's still only a short time since Jamie's gone. How how have you managed to move on? I mean, obviously, there'll be people listening in the show that have obviously either just gone through it or literally they've been quite a while ago. Do you know what I mean? How, me, how do you... How have you dealt with it? For me, it's been learning to walk my own spiritual path, honestly. Truly and honestly, I just... You know, we all say that we believe in God and we believe in the afterlife and we believe, but I mean, I truly believe. And it has taken a lot to get me to that spot. Yeah. You know, people like you and people like Boston Girl, hi, I see you in the chat. That have helped me so much. Yeah. You know, strangers, people like you across the ocean, I mean, that have just helped me. Helped me learn that it's all okay. Yeah. And in some ways, you know, I myself have been contemplating suicide since I was eight years old. And my son knew this. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder if, you know, we've had many lives together and maybe I'm... Maybe this was all, like, planned, pre-planned for one mm-hmm. of us or both of us to learn some lesson. I don't know what that lesson is, but I'll tell you today, suicide is not an option. It's not no. an option. No. So the, th- the thing is, I mean, it's. Uh, I've just got to say, Boston girl has put, I'm here, we love you, Sherry. Oh. <laughs> She's put it in the chat. Love you too, Carly. <laughs> I just, I just think that I know I've, I've heard many stories. I've heard of a friend. I, to be fair, I've not had anybody very close that has committed suicide, but I have got friends of friends. Do you know what I mean? And the yeah. aftermath of it, and it just, it so affects in so many different ways. Do you know what I mean? I think of different things. Um, you know, like birthdays and things like that. I mean, I, you saying spiritually? I know that when. Um, Caelan passed over. Um, obviously, two or three days later, the vicar came along, and um, my partner at the time, he said, oh, Sue, the vicar's here. And I went, fine, and I met him at the door. And he said, hi, Sue, I'm sorry to hear about um, your daughter and everything. I said, thank you. I said, right, before you step over the door, there's just one small thing. And he said, what's that? I said, don't be mentioning God at this minute in time. I said, because I'm not quite up to that at the moment. Because if there was a God, they wouldn't have took my daughter. Don't even go there at the moment, okay? And do you know what, bless him. He came in and he literally sat there and he said, right, what, how do you want it? You know, um, how do you want the funeral and everything? And I said, right, I want one song in particular, the other, the other I don't mind. And he said, what's that? I went, all things bright and beautiful. 
And he said, okay. And, and I said, were you wanting me to pick a morbid song? I said, this is a young girl. I said, she, you know, she's a baby. I said, I don't want morbid songs. I want it to be cheerful. I want it to be, you know, a, a reason. I don't want it to be where it's all negative. Uh, and this is the thing. I think sometimes you've just literally got to step back, like you said to me only the other day. You know, it's, it's, this is give you an upliftment to say, right, okay, that's enough now. I need to move on from this. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that you're, you're you will ever forget um, Jamie. Obviously not, but it means that you can literally find your life and enjoy your life twice over in memory of Jamie. Absolutely, and if I can help one person along the way deal with their pain. Then I'm Absolutely. I'm all for it. <laughs> Call Absolutely. me, write me. I will help anybody that I can. Because I do get it. I do get it. Yeah, yeah. And I know what it's like. You, you've just... actually seen both sides, haven't you? You've been at the place where you wanted to end it for yourself, but you've also been the other side of that, and you've actually been a family member of somebody who has. And right. so anybody that's talking, whether it's. Um, they are thinking about committing suicide or that they are so depressed they don't know what to do with themselves or even the family that have actually gone through it as well. You've actually got all of the angles. And plus you've I had do. the depression of it as well. I have. And, you know, I always took comfort in knowing that if things got too tough, I could just check out. But that's not an option anymore, and that was a huge stumbling block to get over. It's just not yeah. an option. I need to either, you know, I need to pick myself up each and every day, look in the mirror yeah. and say, go do something nice for someone, and the day will be worth it. And that's what I do. Can I just, can I just say something, though? Sure. You also need to look in that mirror and look at yourself and think you need to do something for yourself. You're do right. not get into that trap. Do not get into that trap of just thinking you've got to do for everybody else. I I got to that place, and it's a hard place to get out of. Yes, it is, and I am. I will admit that I'm still kind of stuck in there, but I'm but I'm working on it. You know, I I'm really working on it. Yeah. In my prayers now, I I don't just pray for other people. I pray that my heart will open up to love, and not just love of others, but love of myself. Yeah. Well, can I just say, and you're going to go very red now, but I've only spoken to you a few times, and there is so much love around you, and such you're such a caring person. It was all straight away. You you didn't say, oh, thank, you said, thanks for letting me come on the show and everything else and things. But straight away, the first thing you said was, yes, because I can help others. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was, you've got so much around you, do you know what I mean? And so, honestly, there is not many people that are like that in the world, even though, some, you know, I, I try and help as much as I can but with people. But I also find that you will get people that will drain you. If you go giving everything of yourself and not give enough to yourself, then there will be nothing else to give. That's true. You're very right. Do you know what I mean? And, so don't, and that's don't, my next step. I'm taking suggestions. Like Carly said, to put up the memorial. I put up the memorial. I'm doing this show today. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to heal myself, and I'm going to try and learn how to have some more fun. Absolutely. That will be my next time, lesson. The last time you went out on your own and had a good old knees up. Tonight, actually, my girlfriend is making, she's listening to the show, too. Hi, Gail. Is making me dinner, and we're going to go play bingo. 
Excellent. Yeah. I'm not a bi- I am not a bingo person. I admit to the fact I'm not a bingo I'm one of these people I can't sit still for long enough half the time. I'm, I have to be on the move all the time. So, absolutely, bingo. But let's hope you pick a winner then tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I win some money. i got to get that car fixed. <laughs> Definitely. You've still not got it seen yet. <laughs> that check engine light is still flashing. <laughs> so, so did you actually get your car checked? Mm. Well, I know that it's a either a spark plug or a coil, so I'm doing okay with that. But, no, I haven't had it fixed yet. I just got paid today, so. Right, so first Looking of all, Looking at what I have to pay out first, and then the car will be next. Right, so what you need to do, this is what people always tell me to do, is you need to sit there in a quiet moment, and you need to ask the angels to help you to be able to sort out your car. Okay. Okay. But Ask Sue will live on the air say to anybody that is around Sherry that can help her in any way with this car, whether you've got a car garage. So whereabouts are you in Florida? Let's limit this down a little bit. I am in Lantana, Florida. Say that again in English. Lantana. Lantana, is that? No, L-A-N-T-A-N-A, Lantana. Lampana, right. Trouble is, I, I'm on the Wales border, so we have a lot of lands, but it's double L A N, like we've got Langoflin. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you'll catch on to this soon, Sherry. Honest. I um, will. So, <laughs> if anybody is in Sherry's area who happens to have a garage, who's got a few minutes that you can just have a look at Sherry's car for me. Even though I'm in the UK, I would be very, very grateful. Just have a quick check, and even if you just tell me that it's okay and it's safe for her to drive and she's going to be fine, please, anybody who can help with her in Florida, please contact us, okay? Give us an email, or you can Facebook us, or whatever. Get in touch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're so cute. It's okay. We've got to make sure that car gets sorted, definitely. I know, I know. <laughs> so, I also have to pay my rent, my car insurance, you know. I'm struggling. But so in other okay. words, <laughs> so anybody who's got a bit of spare money, pass it to Sherry as well, because she could do with all that as well. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> That's funny. I just so, started my nine-day ritual. Money, money, come to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I can go with that myself. Right, so... Let's go on a few happier times. What? Um, tell me some good memories you've got about Jamie. Then there must be some funny times that you've had. I can tell you one funny story that always sticks in my head, and I, it may not be that funny to other people. But I had to take Jamie to the emergency room once when he was little, because he literally threw a baseball bat up in the air and it hit him on the head. And then the child service people came to interview me. <laughs> it was. Terrible, but funny at the same time. <laughs> he was always getting himself in trouble. And one time he um, he decided to be a vandalist, and he spray-painted a van, a city van. But you know what he spray-painted? His name, Jamie Marquis. Like, Jamie, <laughs> you're a dumb criminal. Oh, bless. Oh, but always a minute. Um, Boston, um, Carly's just put, if they have automotive schools, 
there, you can take it there. Oh, I'll look into that. Hmm, okay. They have beauty schools right. you can go to, my friend was telling me about. Yeah, and also, what about, um, I don't know over here, they have like colleges, don't they, that do um, like obviously mechanical courses and stuff. Perhaps you could take it to there? Maybe that's what she was trying to say to me. Um, But what do you think? I think I'll try it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not not certain how it is over there for you, but I'm just thinking that that might be somewhere. I did get it to my mechanic, and he did say I was okay to drive it. It would cost me around eighty dollars to fix. Right, right, okay. So as long but, as it's okay, that's the main thing. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. So, so. But that being say, said, how long am I going to put that off? You know. <laughs> but it's okay. Is money, money, come to me. That, yeah. Is it, are you one of those that say, "Oh, it'll be okay. It'll be tomorrow." Yes. Yes, I am the world's best procrastinator. (laughs) I'm the world's best. Tomorrow will be fine. Comes tomorrow. Yeah, we've got plenty of time. And then we'll say, oh, you know, we've got to do that today. Oh, no, I'm late doing it now. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So I absolutely know where you're going on with that. And you know what's funny is my friend Gail is listening to this show, so she will make sure now I get my car in the shop. Well done, Gail. (laughs) So Thank Barry you called me every day. Did you put it in? Did you put it in? Did you put it in? <laughs> it's a good job you've got her there to be able to um, remind you of such things. So, yes, Gail, if you could just help me out there and make sure she takes it, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to win the bingo pot tonight. We won't have any problems. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, Right, so the other thing... And did you say you've actually, what are you wanting to do then as far as the memorial for Jamie? How would Because I sort of sense from you, you want to keep his name alive. Now, I don't mind helping you as far as if you wanted to, you know, did you want to set up groups or things? Because obviously there's a lot of people out there, maybe they may, may be even in the same um, situation. Do you know what I mean? Whether it may be in your situation or maybe there's somebody out there that's thinking as Jamie was. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, I did the memorial online on the Bully Side page, like um, Carly had suggested. And I've also been Googling. I'm trying to get into um, some kind of a support group in the beginning and then see how they run, and then I'll probably do my own. Excellent. I mean, I went to college to be a counselor, so, I mean, I have the smarts to do it. So have you actually done your um, counseling course, have you? Yes. Um, I haven't finished my bachelor's yet, but I do have a certificate in mental health counseling and another certificate in domestic violence counseling. So what on earth is holding you back now? Fear that I'm not good enough or, I don't know, fear. That's that's the right word, fear. Do you know what? I, I always say to people that when I lost my daughter, I felt like my world had ended. But on the other side of that, I also think to myself, aren't I lucky to have my own personal angel? You have now got your own personal angel to actually help you and push you along. Oh. He, he will Thank be there you. with you 
every single step of the way. You have got your own personal angel to guide you. There's nobody more that you would trust in the world. So how better to have an angel like him that is going to, not going to push you in the wrong direction? Just feel your heart, right, and just go with it. Nothing can hold you back. I've been praying a lot on that, that the right job or the right situation or the right something falls in my path because I believe that's how it works. I don't think you will actually go for a job. I think you could actually set up a group and you would start that and it will go much bigger. Hmm. You can actually okay. do two things at once. You can One, you can do it as a, mem- a memory of Jamie. And the second mm-hmm. thing is it's getting you out there and it's getting you to help other people. And also, you, it will be fetching you extra money in as well because you can do private time out of there as well. So you think I should go back to school and finish my degree so I can actually hang a shingle? Why not? Things work different here. About? What have you got to lose? You're right. What have you got what to have lose? I got to lose? Just go for it. Okay. The world's your oyster. If you want it, you can go and get it. You're my, you're my like biggest cheerleader. <laughs> I take comfort in that. Thank you so much. No, don't, you don't have to thank me. It is fine. Listen, you've got no. You don't need to thank me. You've done this all on your own. Not everybody in this world could cope with what you've had to go through. And you are an amazing person. You've been helping people, even though you've gone through all what you've gone through. That blows me away. And I know that there will be loads of other people. Now, I just want to say, if anybody's actually listening to this show and can actually either you've been a mum or you've been a family member who's uh, somebody has passed um, and they committed suicide or maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe you're going through depression at the minute and you're finding a real hard place to be or whatever it is, give us a call. If you're in the U.S., you can call us on 347-327-9694. Or if you're calling in from the U.K., it's 001-347-327-9694. And if you just hold the line, we'll get to you shortly. Um, Carly's trying to get in. Okay. Let me just have a look. She said your phones weren't working. Okay, let's have a look. It's probably because I haven't refreshed because I've been talking. What area code, Carly? Put it in the chat. Uh, yeah, let me just... It's not coming up that anybody's called. So just check your number, Carly, is again. It's um, 347-327-9694. Now, I'll tell you what, let me just copy and paste it into the chat. Um, hold on a minute. No problem. Uh, what are we doing? There we go. So, um, what was I going to say to you? Yeah, so going back to that, yeah, I definitely think that there would be more people that you'd be able to support with it. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's what you need as, as well. Do you know what I mean? Just to it is help others, but also to get yourself out the door. I'm feeling like there's not many times that you actually go out at the moment. No, I don't. I really don't. I still yeah. have those feelings of being the elephant in the room that, you know, sometimes I just want to shut my door and stay inside and that's it. And I've let my heart yeah. go and I've let things go and it's all in disarray and it doesn't make me feel very good. 
but I'm working you on know, it. I can, yeah, I, everything that you're saying, I can totally understand everything about it. Because I know when I lost my daughter, it was Christmas time, and I came back from the hospital, and I got met with um, an over-decorated Christmas tree with congratulations cards, because obviously they didn't know that my daughter had been poorly, mixed with mm. happy Christmas cards, with Christmas cards, and then also um, ones um, saying sympathy cards. So I got three lots of cards mixed together, and you were like, open the cards, not knowing what sort you were going to get next. Right. Do you mean? So there were days that I got it. up that I never even got out of my pajamas. Do you know what I mean? But the thing that got me going was when I said, right, that's it. I need to sort out an event. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it took my mind off it. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? And plus, you then open the, but then you'll also open the doors to meeting new people as well. Do you know what I mean? You'll actually meet people that are, are like-minded. So when you get that bad day, you get up in the morning, you think, oh, do you know what? I can't really be asked to go to college today or wherever. You'll actually meet up with a mate that's on the same level. You know, you need somebody to text so that they can say to you, oh, I'm having a bit of a crap day today or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do. So, um, and I'm Carly, ready. I mean, it took, it took a while to get to this point, you know, I... I think I feel like I'm in a different stage of grieving right now. I honestly do. Yeah. Do I you, couldn't have done this two months ago. I would have told I'm you, no, I'm just going to sit like here in the dark. Can, can I say something? Do you think you've actually grieved, or, you, or are you one of these people that are too busy saving everybody else? I think a little bit of both. Well, you maybe more on I'm just going to help everyone else and not worry about myself. That's I'm the only time I feel good about myself. Yeah. I'm just, like, picking up that you've been strong, obviously, for your daughter and everybody mm-hmm. else around you, and you are also the one that if anybody says to you, how are you doing, you just say fine, and then you speak to them and you talk to them, you have a natter, then you put the phone down, and then you're back to square one again. You're right. You're. I need to admit that. You're absolutely right. And then I come home to my messy house, and I just, ugh, can't yep. stand it. Yep. Which causes more anxiety. So now I'm even yep. anxious at home. Yeah. And and are you one of those that can motivate? Because it's quite funny, because you've got so similar, many similarities to me. It's quite uncanny, really. So you'll also be able to take the fact that if, if I said to you, I really could do with organizing, let's just say, a massive party, okay? You could help mm-hmm. me organize a massive party. But then if I put the mirror in front of you and you asked yourself to do something for you, you couldn't do it. Right. Sorry, yeah. Boston girl's got me distracted in chat. She's still trying to get through. Oh well, I, I'm I'm trying my hardest. I keep refreshing the page, but the phone call's not going through at all. So I don't know what on earth's going on. Sorry, it's hard to follow chat and talk at the same time. Damn, it's distressing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll just repeat the number to anybody else who wants to give it a try to call in. It's three four seven three two seven nine six nine four. 
So by all means, I am keep refreshing the page to uh, try and get the call in, but obviously we're just not getting the call in at the moment for some reason, which is a bit of a pain in the neck to say this slightest. But anyway. Well, Carly's saying that she has a prayer line for me going and that there's love for me everywhere. Right. That is so cool. That is just so cool. You know. I'm breathing too. Trying not to hold my breath. Because I've been holding my (laughs) breath for 20 months. Yeah. But um, how... uh, Is your friend Gail... um, Is she okay to come have a talk on here? Um, She can call in if she wants. She has a 954 number. Right, okay. Are you actually at her home, are you? No, I'm not at her home. I'm heading there after. Oh, right, okay. Well, if Gail is um, can call in, that would be brilliant. Is she listening to the show? Yes. Right, Gail, if you're listening, by all means, call into the show. It'd be good to hear your side of the story and uh, how uh, the support's going with your friend. And, do you know what I mean? How, it's good to have a friend who says it in a different light. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's so funny. Let's see if she calls. She does have a 954 number, so if you see that light up. Yeah, but okay. Well, yeah, it's probably saying that your switchboard it won't let the call through. I, I, I don't know why, because I've literally refreshed it and everything else. So <laughs> She just said, you know, I would if the phone worked. <laughs> it says there are no shows scheduled within the next 24 hours. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. But then they can actually hear... Me on here, so I don't know. I don't know either. Hang on, let me turn on. Yeah, I just turned up my volume on my computer, and it's coming through the computer, too. Yep, so everything else is okay, so I don't know why. If anybody else can actually call in the show to see if I can actually get you on, by all means, give me a call, so we'll see if it's just Carly's phone or if it's everybody's. So 347-327-9694. So if you'd like to uh, give us a call in, if anybody else has, you know, been in the same sort of situation as um, as yourself or, you know, if you're feeling depressed at the moment or there's any, anything you want to talk about, by all means, come into the, to, um, the show and uh, we can have a talk about it. So what I'll do is uh, we'll have a short break. Um, I'll put a bit of a song on and I will uh, come back in a couple of minutes and I'll just see if I can sort out this fight phone line situation. Is that okay? Yep. So stay on the line, won't you? <laughs> I sure will. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, Sharon, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. So, um, everybody, what we'll do is we'll just have a quick um, tune, and we will um, come back in a couple of minutes. I'll see if I can sort out this uh, thing. It's very much annoying me, because obviously I want to get you guys in. And this song is going to be for Sherry. Um and also, obviously, in memory of Jamie. So this is for Shelley. Shelley. Where did that come from? Sherry. Um, and with a big, massive hug, too. Here you go.
Um, that was Tina Turner, Simply the Best, especially for the best lady of the evening, and that is definitely Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. That was a great song. I just, oh, I love that song. An absolutely amazing lady as well. And obviously she went through a very tough time as well, didn't she? Yes. Um, and I want to apologize to everybody that's trying to call into the show. I do not know what on earth is going on with it, but it's just not accepting the phone calls. I've tried to um, refresh all everything, and it's just not working. And obviously, I'm not technology-minded, so it's not working very well at the moment. And obviously, I can't call to Blog Talk Radio at the moment with a problem because I'm obviously on the phone. <laughs> so all I can do is just apologize to everybody who is trying to call in and also, if anybody was, would like to ask any questions or put any comments on the chat, I will by all means um, get in touch. <laughs> well, there you go, Boston Girl. Yeah. Do you know what? Boston Girl, she's hilarious. She's just put, oh my God, Sue, I hope it's not the Belfast City Council. I wonder <laughs> if they've blocked you. The, the amount of things I've been putting on Facebook today to try and get Lennox back is, is more than possible. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who's going to come and take you in? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the knock on the door and all that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's crazy. They'll take your so, computer so, so you can't get online. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't. Uh, it's only a matter of time before pay- Facebook's going to block me for spamming or friend requesting or something. It, it's happened so many times before. <laughs> so going back, obviously, to... Um, we were talking about Gail, your friend that's listening on the show. Have you, how have you found that your friends have been able to deal with it? How have they come across with you? Because obviously it's difficult for them because some days they don't know if they should mention Jamie or if they should talk about him or, and let's face it, all of the funny things that you'd sometimes say, like things like, oh, if you carry on that nonsense, I'll kill you, and then be, oh, I can't believe I just said that. You know, have you, has it been hard? <laughs> no, it's okay. Do you know what I mean? It's, Different things happened with your friends that, you know, has it well, pushed them away and brought them closer or? I don't really have any friends here in Florida except for Gail. I mean, I have some coworkers that I'm friendly with, but I don't actually have, I only have the one friend, Gail. And I, you know, in the beginning I talked a lot about it and then I tried not to talk about it. But, yeah, I talk about it with her. I don't yeah. think she has the words to say to me. Like, she just doesn't know what to say. But has she helped me? Oh, my God, immensely. Yeah. She's helped me in so many ways. Financially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, making sure that I get out of the house every once in a while. Like, she would never let too much time go by without talking to me. And yeah, she gets absolutely. It. Absolutely. I know what you mean. This is the thing. I mean, I've had different things that, you know, I can remember my mum and me being in town one day. And I can remember her saying to me, oh, that's that chap there, his wife died of the day. And I went, do you usually speak to him? She said, oh, yes, yes, usually I speak to him. And I said, so why aren't you going over there now? And she said, oh, I don't know what to say. And, you know, and he might start to cry. I went, right. but you're not the one that's hurting, so why don't you just go and have a word with him and speak to him? And she said, oh, what shall I say? I said, how about hello, and I'm sorry to hear of your, of your, about your wife. And she went over, and this poor bloke burst into tears, and she said, oh, I'm so sorry, and she gave me such a filthy look. And he said, Amy, I'm not crying about my partner dying. She went, you're the first person that's actually walked up to me all day. He said, everybody else has crossed over the street. 
Oh. And I just find that so hard to deal with that people were ignoring him rather than talking. It's just mad. Because they don't want to touch upon a, a bad subject. Yeah. They're afraid that it may hurt you to bring it up. Or they just don't have the words to say. Or they're the kind of person Absolutely. that would just fix it for you. But if they can't fix it for you, they just don't know what else to do. Absolutely. So did you find that, that friends or family or whoever find it difficult? Yes. Extremely difficult. Mm. And, and I've lost some friends over it, people that just don't even speak to me anymore because, I don't know, they just don't know what to say. Yeah. Definitely. But then, are you the sort of person, let's look at it from a different way, are you the sort of person that talks about Jamie all the time or are you one at the moment that, I'm not saying you're forgetting him, but you're, you're trying to move on slightly so you don't talk about him as much? I only talk about him in reference to if I think that his story will help someone else. I don't talk about him to get self-pity or for my own healing. I mostly talk about Jamie if I think that that story will help somebody else. Like, for instance, I have girls in treatment who's, you know, who relapse and their parents don't want to pay to get them back into treatment. And they're like... I don't care. She can go live on the street. doesn't matter to me. I'm done with her. And then I, I will tell them my story. Next thing you know, I'm yeah. running their credit card and their daughter's back in treatment. Yeah. So, you know, I do use that for that reason. But other yeah. than that, you know, I try not to to burden other people with it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But that's amazing. You know, this is the thing. You You've got... Like I just said before, obviously before the song, you, you've got an amazing thing there that you can, if you like, use because you've got an angel of your own. So you've just made some some young girls or young ladies' life different simply because of you and Jamie's bond that you've got. Absolutely. And you just put it perfectly, and that's how I go on. That is how yeah. I can get up every day and put my shoes on and go out in the world. Yeah. And I have to say, there are times, like, if I'm counseling someone and I know I got it right, after they're gone, I'll do a little happy dance. You know, like, pure joy I get from that. Pure joy. Like, I helped her, I helped her, I helped her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if my words are always correct, but... Yeah, that, but that's what makes the difference, isn't it? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I know what it was like for me when I gave them that check at the special care baby unit. It was over mm. a thousand pounds. Oh. What is it, that in US me? money? Sorry. Do, what is what is a thousand pounds in US money? Do you know? Ask, ask me another question. I don't know. I'm sure somebody on the chat will tell me in a minute. <laughs> how much? How much is a thousand pounds in US money? <laughs> Um, my partner seems to think it's like $1,700. Wow, that's a big amount of money. Very good. Yeah. Do you know I mean? but it and I'm so sorry about your but, baby. Uh, to be honest, I, at the time, don't get me wrong, it knocked me for six, and I can remember things like being in the hospital, and I, was sick, and I wasn't very well anyway, and I'd got my daughter, Kimberly, my eldest. She was a year old, and she was with me, so I was 
I'm trying not to go in the special care baby unit too much because obviously I was poor and I didn't want the other babies to get it. Kaylin was the biggest baby in the whole of the actual ward and she was £9.1. And I can remember, you know, afterwards, um, I was speaking to um, people and um, I was saying to them all the different things and, and I was waiting for my dad to come in and my dad came in and he said to me, oh, Sue, you know, I don't know what to say to you. I, I, want to, I don't know if I should scream or, or what to do and everything. And I said, well, he said, well, tell me how you feel. And I sat there for a couple of seconds and I said, Dad, it's nearly Christmas, you know. He said, yeah. I said, I feel like Santa's come and he's come with an empty sack. Oh. And my dad just literally sat there and took one look at me and he got tears in his in his eyes coming up. I said, Dad, don't cry. I need you to be strong. And he went, you've just put it in total perspective. And that was the only, the only way I could describe it. But I literally, because of who how I am and who I am, I literally had to get back up. I've got a daughter that was one year old, and I, I had got to carry on. I, I hadn't got a choice. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't go into a depression. Don't get me wrong, I had down days, but then I was helping others as well at the same time. So, so that was, you know, that's how I dealt with it. I, I, I understand that. Do you know what I mean? So, but you bounced back really good. Yeah. It, it's it, Well, I look now at what I've um, done, and it's just quite amazing, really. So, um, right, let me see who's on these phone lines. I've actually got them coming in, so fingers yep. crossed. Yeah, you've got works. a 617. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, area code 339. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Sue. It's Carly. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Carly. How are you? Good. I was just calling to um, say hello to you lovely ladies, and I'm so glad that you guys are doing the show today. I have a um, friend of mine that's, that's also in your queue, and she's a 617 area code. I was trying to um, tell you in the chat room, but um, she was one of those the, the people that I have who is um, helping pray for Sherry and her family. Yeah, so I think you might be able to speak with her as well if you have time. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, I can't see her on the phone line at the moment, but I'm sure she'll come in shortly, and mm -hmm. uh, we'll okay. definitely get her on. Definitely. You can talk to me. That's okay. Um, but <laughs> you know, I know, I know, I know. Grief can be, you know. Fortunately, in my life, I've n I haven't had anybody really close to me this past. My grandfather, when I was like eleven or twelve, and then my boyfriend and sister passed um, when about a year, a little over a year ago. And, you know, she she is from Oklahoma, and I am from, you know, Massachusetts, and I've only seen her maybe five or six times. So my grieving process was a lot different than someone, you know, who obviously grew up with her, and, and, and I, I, I've seen it. I've seen how it, how it can affect people. And, you know, having having a really good friend helps, too. I mean, the fact that you have Gail, that's a good thing. Not everybody has friends like that. Not everybody has people that will... You know, walk into your house, see that it's, you know, see that it is like, it looks like it's been raided by some, you know, unnamed city council for whatever reason, and everything's all up in the air, and, you know, the curtains are closed, and it's black, and you're just sitting in the middle of the floor, and not everybody's going to say, all right, you need to come out with me. <laughs> we need to go out. <laughs> so it's good that you have that, that connection with her, and it's, it's awesome to have it so is. much support. You have to support yourself, and, you know, that's, that's it sounds like you're doing a lot a lot better and I am you know, it's amazing 
the thing with money is, is you have to understand is like part of the reason why people have money issues is because, you know, when they get depressed, they actually incur more bills because, you know, you have to pay late fees and this fee and that fee and all this other stuff. And sometimes you have to pay, you know, for phones like reconnection fees. I really think that once you get all of that leveled out and once you put your, your bills and stuff on a schedule, you'll be all right because that's what we're trying to do now is, you know, we're we're a lot in debt. We make We make enough money to pay the bills and to eat, but we're like crazy in debt because when my boyfriend started with, bipolar, you know, depression, he would never pay the bills. So, you know, you get the late fee, and then you get the taxes, and then, you know, for the cable, you get a reconnect fee. For the internet, you get a reconnect fee. So, I mean, in reality, you're not actually paying the, you know, you're paying the bill, but you're also paying all these extra things that come up. So once right. you find a way to, you know, once you find a way to even it out, mm-hmm. you'll, you know, it'll it'll be a lot better. I want you to understand, like, it's not going to it's not going to be like this forever. And, and now that you're kind of seeing things in a different light, things, they, good things will come to you. Good things, happy things. I mean, people will be happier in general around you. And like today, I, I was around some negative people, and that usually I would just I would get so aggravated that I decided to ignore them because you know I can't I can't have negativity in my life. And meeting all these people in Blog Talk Radio has helped me too because I'm so used to like negative negative people around me that it's so nice to be able to feel loved and, and, and needed and wanted as a person and as a friend, you know, and I'm glad that you're feeling that way too. I mean, um, uh, uh, Profundity was telling me that um, he has a friend also that has a prayer line, I think Saturday or Sunday, and he was going to put you on there too. So oh. you have a lot of love and support coming your way. I know it can be overwhelming. I know you're kind of like, what is going on, you know, but it's good to take it all in, not, you know, not a lot of good things happen all the time, and, if, and, and we are as people um, sort of we, we want to like get like be like okay, so like if all this is happening good, what's going to happen bad? But you can't put that in your head. You have to kind of say, you know what, this this is this is what's happening in my life, and I need to take it all in and enjoy it while it is because the the love you have from other people is something that people you know you have to enjoy, especially people that truly care about you. You, you, right. take it and you, you hold that with you in your life, you know, and it's a good thing that you have all of this support. It's kind of like, you know, when people talk about um, suicide and depression or like I, I always say, um, you know, it's horrible to say, but it's like I always say that a lot of people with suicide, you know, people will come to a funeral and then they'll say all this wonderful, you know, stuff about the person that's lying in the casket. It's like how much effort would it have taken for you as, you know, as a friend to call up that person while they were alive and tell them how special they were, you know? Right. And so, and that's how I feel about, like, even even with funerals, things like that, people that died, everybody's like, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in 10 years. It's like, well, you know, they say these nice things, but when you're fortunate enough to get all these people saying these things to you, when you can hear and respond, you have to take it all in, and I'm sure it can be very overwhelming, but Knowing Absolutely. that is a great thing. You sound so much better. You sound much better than when I talked to you last time. Your voice, the pitch of your voice is better. You don't sound so low, like. So yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, you know, all that. You know. I very really proud of you. feel love today. I mean, I feel it. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Do you know what the other side of that coin is? How many times have we actually been to a funeral, and one of the family members come up to you? And they say, when was 
the last time I saw you? It was years ago. When was it? Oh, it was Great Aunt Whoever's funeral. Why do we wait for a funeral to meet up with all those people that we actually love? Well, I, I'll, I'll just have to rewind there slightly. In my case, hate as well. But Jimmy, why do we wait to tell those special people how we feel? Why do we wait till that day? I don't and know. That's the thing is, is, you know, and that that is very common. So that's what I'm trying to say to you, Sherry, is that you're fortunate enough where people are just, you know, but we're so not used to in life getting so much positive energy and so much love. It's sort of like a defense mechanism to block, try to block it out. So try to try to accept it. And I think, you know, it's weird, especially being a nice person. You're not used to like niceness coming back at you, and, and it's, and it's going to be difficult. But that that is a kind of drive. When people have fear, you know, they have fear of their fear of um, not succeeding, their fear of losing their fear of, of whatever it may be. But I think a lot of that fear comes from not having someone to say to you that no matter what happens, you know, we're we're going to be here for you, we're going to love you, we're going to support you. And the fact that you have that support from other people helps motivate you. And I think what Sue said was really awesome about having your own personal angel. That's like I've never thought of it that way. You have your own personal angel, and then you have all this, this love and happiness and love and light around you from around the globe. And if you use That's all great. of that, it'll it'll just it'll it'll motivate you. It'll push you to go. And I think it is so awesome that you that you're doing all of this. And and I, I know that you must feel a hundred times better. I'm I'm very proud of you, and I'm sure other people are too. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Can I? I just got to read something. Kalina Matthews is in the chat, and I know that Sherry, you have have actually read it, but I want to say out loud because I think you really do need to listen to it, not just read it. Uh, Okay. Everybody on obviously who's listening who can't see the chat, Kalina's put. Do you want him to feel guilty looking down, or say that my mum's kicking, but down there ensuring everyone laughs, make you feel better, and him as well? I know easier said than done. I'm sending a really big, big, big smile to him on your behalf with tons and tons of love, hoping to make him smile. You are wonderful and beautiful, Sherry. Oh. Thank you, Kalina. But the thing is, so Shelley, you've got to remember... If I call you Shelley one more time, I'm going to go mad. <laughs> Sherry, the, the thing is, you need to remember that having your own personal angel means a couple of things. That means that you've got to think that he is watching you every single time. And when you're feeling like you, you've you just had a kick up the backside, that's probably because he's given it to you. He is probably watching over you and saying to you, look, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I'm not there to live my life, but you're there to live yours. So your job is now to live two lives over so his wasn't wasted. You're right. Do you know what I mean? You're absolutely right. And I Anything truly I thought like that... That I was doing that just by helping other people, but you're right. I need to heal myself as well. Definitely, really heal myself. So, and so next time a mate, offered. next time a mate of yours rings you and say, "Do you fancy going somewhere?" I don't want to hear that you've turned around and said to them, "Oh no, I'm doing the housework. You're washing mm-hmm. your hair. You're having a bath. You're watching a film." I want you to say, "Yes, certainly. How long? Do, how long? Can I just have half an hour to get ready?" <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. You mean? Just as long as yeah. he's not a creep. <laughs> Sorry? So, a creep, um, you know, someone that's not... a not, good person. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As long as he's not yeah, a dog officer. So what are you taking to bingo for your for your lucky charm cause, uh, tonight, Sherry? Because I know that, you know, when I used to go, I used to take lucky charms. Sometimes um, it used to make me feel better when I was there. You know, everybody always says, I want to win, you know. I mean, yeah, you want to win, but it's like buying a scratch ticket. You know, you know, you want to win. It'd be great. Kind of expect to lose when you do win. If you don't, if you don't. I always say, like, I always want to win back my money. That, that's my goal. If you spend $25 when you go to bingo, you want to win back your money. Now, if you you know, even if you win fifty, you won twice as much as you did, and I think that you know, doing that also helps because you don't get as let down. Do you know what I mean? Like, if wow, you win, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, if you need two thousand dollars and you go in and you're like, I need two thousand dollars, and you won five hundred dollars, you're just like, oh, I just won five hundred dollars. But if you go in there saying, I want my money back, and you spend twenty bucks and you get five hundred dollars, you're like, I just won five hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> So, I never thought about bringing a good luck charm. I actually have a little purple stone right in front of me. I think I'll take it with me. Well, good for you. I'm I'm so glad that you're getting out and, and it's it's really awesome that that you're doing all of this. You, I mean, you feel so fulfilled in life. So it's a great, great, great thing for you. It really is. Oh, thank you guys so much. You're welcome. You know, but but he's just put something very true. He's put. There's not a lot, a lot of folks in the chat today, but oh my God, there's so much love. Aww. Aww. Of course, Sherry's like, this but, is so overwhelming for her. It's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The thing is, I want to do more shows like this because this is what's making the difference to people's lives, and this is what the Ask Sue show is all about. I want to make a difference. I want to make it. I mean, this radio can go all over the world. So if we've got something that we want to promote, whether we want to let people know that there's other people here for them, that's what this show is all about. With Lennox, obviously with the Save Lennox thing, I mean, that's gone worldwide, literally worldwide, all over, Mm -hmm. everywhere. And the thing is, that has actually made a difference. So, you know, this is what I say to people, there is probably people out there that is in the same situation as you, and we can probably get people in from the show to actually talk to us and bring all their thoughts in with it as well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, I think that it, I, it's great, too, because you, I mean, you two have a similar type. Of, I mean, I couldn't, I only have one child. I just couldn't even imagine losing my son. And even though your experiences are, are different, they're similar, and it's probably one of the most painful things a person has to go through in their entire life. And I think that having people talk about it, because, you know, my my parents' generation is, you know, no one ever talked about anything. Everyone always bottled it in, and, you know, it, it, you know it's, it's, that's not good, because people need to talk about it. People need to get it out in the open. And we're trained when we're young to not do that. I think that you, by, by you doing shows like this, especially with, Sherry, that it would it would it would open up the lines of communication and really help people that have been feeling like they need to talk but they don't have anybody to talk to, or they don't want to go to you know a support group or they don't want to go to some kind of meeting. They would rather speak like this in this type of forum. I think it would be great. You'd reach a lot of people that way. Absolutely, uh, it's okay. Right. That's what I was doing. Sorry, Sherry, go on. Well, that's exactly how I got to where I am today. I reached out to strangers. And look what I got. Absolutely. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. 
the thing is, um, people say to me, um, like I've spoken to a lot of people that have lost lost older children, that have lost, um, had miscarriages, and I say to people that everything's different for me. I think to the fact that I had Caelan for two days, but then I think about the people that have had miscarriages, and I think that's terrible because they didn't really get to hold their baby as much. I got to see her, I got to feel her, I got to hold her, and everything else. But then I also think about, like yourself, you had him for all that time and then you got him took away. And and, and I think, oh my goodness, do you know what I mean? That's, I mean, I, I had a mate of mine who lost, a, um, I think he was about five. And I think five years she had him and he got her took away. Uh, and I think of all the love that I had for Kaylin and I think, good grief, I would have dealt with that if it was five years, tw- ten years, twenty years, thirty years. That's just like something else. Do you know what I mean? So, like I say, every person is different, every case is different, and everybody grieves so differently as well. Right. Right. You're right. Right. You guys are doing a great job. Do you, do you see my friend on, on the phone yet, the 617 area code? She oh, really I wants to talk to Sherry. I've got... I'll tell you what, let me just go to this one. It's not 617, but let's just see who it is. Hi, Emmy code 781. Who's on the line? Yes, hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Evangelist Jillian Genus. Hi, how are you doing? I'm from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Um, are you ringing to have a word with Sherry? Yes, I am. I was, okay. um, Hi. My, my friend is Carly. Uh, we, were, we would love to um, lift her up in prayer on the prayer line. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm kind of hearing an echo. Let me turn this down. I'm so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> it's like weird. Hold on. your friend. Okay. Okay. That's better. Okay. Well, I just want to uh, express my condolences to you. Uh, I can only imagine the pain that you're going through um, and the agony that you have to deal with every single day of your life. Um, you know, it. You know, I says I have a son, and I can only imagine, like I said, what you're going through. And I mean, us as parents, we we, you know, never think that we would have to bury our child. You know, we we always seem to think that they're going to be the ones to bury us. And then, you know, uh, when it comes to that tragic moment where you know it, the realization of them actually losing their life in some way, shape, or form, it's it's unbearable and, and, you know, um, just unbelievable. So Mm -hmm. I can never truly identify with what you're going through, but I do say that I I know how it feels when you lose someone. Um, I lost my mom at a very young age. She was 47 years old when she died, and um, she actually died from the effects of, um, you know, uh, what crack cocaine did to her heart. Um, she was clean for many years, but the effect of the crack cocaine was so, you know, on her heart was so severe that there was no, it wasn't reversible. So she ended up dying at 47 years old, and I still deal with that, you know, that loss every single day. And people say that it gets easier, but it really doesn't. And I, I, like I said, I don't know how it feels to have, of course, a child who could to commit suicide, but I do know that it must be, like, the hardest thing you've ever had to deal with in your life. Um, And I just want to express, you know, um, to you that God loves you. 
in that, um, you know, I don't know if this is a religious show or whatever, but I just want you to know that God loves you and God hears you. And it says in Matthew six twenty four that blessed are those who mourn. And, you know, through your mourning, God hears you and he hears your cry in the middle of the night. And I just want you to know that even when you think that he's not there for you, he really is there for you. And he hears all the prayers that you feel as though may not be, be answered. And he does everything for a reason. <clears throat> so, you know, not saying that um, this happening is, is something that was meant to happen. I'm not saying that, but who knows, you know, maybe this actually, you losing your son um, has actually, will actually make you stronger in the end, a stronger person, and, and be able to, you know, become better than you ever were before. I don't know what type of, you know, what type of job you work in, what type of career you have, but who knows, like, maybe you can become, like, an advocate for people who, you know, are thinking about committing suicide, or, you know, maybe you be, can become an advocate for, uh you know, mothers and fathers who have lost their children to suicide or even children who have lost their parents or someone else they know to suicide. I don't know if you already do stuff like that, but if not, I would think that that would be the best way to be able to deal with this. Now, I know it says that um, this happened in 2010, but, and you know, even though that was a couple of years ago, I know that it's still like an open wound for you. So I just yes, want to encourage you, you know, and to just stay strong and, if you, I have um, a prayer line that I call, and we, I would love for you to call in. It's every night at 9 p.m., and okay. I would love for you to call in. Um, we also have a ministry on Facebook called On Fire for Christ Ministry, and Carly is a part of that ministry as well. Um, and I would love, you know, to exchange numbers with you or names or whatever, and we can keep in touch that way, and I can definitely be somewhat of a support system for you. If I you would want. love that. Thank you. And I'm an addiction specialist. Oh, okay. And I, I've worked with, uh, <laughs> There's another connection we oh, have. Oh, wow. That's, that's really, yeah, because actually the death of my mother actually um, made me want to go to school for that. So when I was actually a drug counselor for a while myself, so um, I definitely know. And you know something, about to, you know, not to go off track a little bit, but I, I feel like, you know, um, I really didn't know much about drug addiction until I lost my mother, and, and when I went to school, um, you know, to, to learn about it, I found, I had a newfound respect for drug addicts, um, because where I come from, you know, you don't respect drug addicts. You know, where, the way that I grew up, drug addicts, are, you know, are considered like the bottom of the barrel, not to be rude to people out there, but, you know, you just don't give respect to drug addicts where I come from, Boston, Massachusetts. I mean, you just don't. And, um, right. After attending this class, like I said, it was a new farm respect. I, I I have the utmost respect for drug addicts now, and I, I, I've i never been myself on any heavy drugs myself, but mm -hmm. I've had family members who who have struggled and who, who are still struggling, some of them, with drug addiction, severe drug addiction. So to understand that it's really not their fault, <laughs> I mean, it's yep. really eye-opening. Because, I mean, to hear the testimonies in class, it was really, it was more like a therapy session for me. Because it was yep. like I was listening to my mother, my mother's cries through these people. And so I, I don't really enjoy, you know, no offense to what you do, I don't really enjoy working in that field anymore. I, I prefer working with the youth now. That's what I do now. I work with youth, troubled mm -hmm. teenagers. Um, but Honorable. 
working with the drug addicts, drug and alcohol al- alcoholics, I'm sorry. Um I I just I looked at them finally in a different light, like as if they were people. As opposed to just the bottom of the barrel like they say. And they really you really do have feelings just like anybody else and it's just like an addiction just like any other type of addiction. Like from my addiction is food. You know, I've had an addiction to food for so many years, and I don't think it's any different from heroin or crack or anything else. Anything right. that you're addicted to or anything that you use in excessive amounts is an addiction, point That's blank. Right. So I just want right. to say that, you know, I really commend you for that, too, working with, in that field. I mean, and I'm addicts pretty sure that... Addicts are the smartest that, uh, people I know. <laughs> huh? Addict, addicts are the smartest people I know. Definitely, definitely. And they definitely have the biggest hearts. Yes, they do. Their addiction isn't what people think. It's mostly because they just they need to get out of their own pain, and it's the only way they know how. Mhm. That's true. And if we can show them a better way, maybe they'll do a better way. Yes, I I, I definitely believe that, and I, you know, I'm I'm glad that you you know I don't know you personally, but I I, I can just. I can just tell you that you know God has not put you in this position by accident at all. You know what you're doing. You you could actually be saving some of these drug addicts from committing suicide. You know because really a lot of them that I that I came across working in drug rehabs have told me I just want to die. Yep. I don't want to live anymore. You know. I I really don't care if I die because I look at them and I'm like I just want to get out and I try to convince them to stay because I like I said I worked at a drug rehab so a lot of them just would come in just for a place to sleep or whatever or because it's cold or whatever the case may be and we would you know a lot of the staff that worked there really didn't care I was one of the more caring ones and I would try actually try to take them in the other room and convince them to stay and I would talk to them and and say like you know what can I do to try to make you stay. And they would say, well, I really, I just really don't even care. I just don't love myself. I just right. don't have any reason to live. And I'm like, because I would say, you know, if you go out there, you just might die this time. If you shoot up too much heroin, I get a wrong bag of heroin or whatever the case may be, you just, this may just be the day that you die. Mm-hmm. And and they would say to me, I really don't care. I don't care. That's right. I hear that every day. You know, and that breaks my heart because that mm-hmm. was my mother. You know, right. that was my mother. At the, my, granted, my mother was clean over 10 years before she died, like I said, but because she smoked crack cocaine for so long, the damage it did on her heart was, irrever- it was irreversible. Right. And that killed me because I see so, like you said, these drug addicts are have so much potential, and they're the most caring people. Like, if you really sit down and talk to some of these drug addicts, they have so much talent. Like, one of my cousins um, you know, has a drug problem, and he's like one of the most greatest artists I ever met in my life. He should be actually be famous for the work that he does. Like he draws so great, and it's like, and it makes me sad to just that he's wasting watch, his watch, talent. Yeah, they're like wasting their talent, and it just hurts yep. me so bad. You know, Absolutely. it really hurts me. But they have to walk their own path, and they have to come to the realization, you know. Sometimes I just pray for God to put the right words in my mouth. And sometimes I find myself saying things, and I go, later on I'll say, where did that come from? So it wasn't my words. You know, it was God's words. Exactly. Exactly. It's amazing how God can use us, and we don't even realize it. 
And yep. it's like, you know, even my friend Carly, she's not all super religious, but even the pastor last night was saying, hey, even though you don't even know it, but you have a, a gift of, you know, prophecy and a, and a word inside of you, even though it may not be all on the religious aspect, but it you have a, 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 a voice inside of you that needs to get out. You know, right. it's, it's just like the picture I'm looking at on your website, uh, Sue. <laughs> it says the light inside. That's exactly what it is, the light inside. Yep. You know, it, it's beautiful. Absolutely. You just have to let it shine, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. yes. It, so. the, the thing is, don't you think a lot of the addictions is usually down to past depression or something that set them off to it? Yes, it always stems from something. Uh, I mean, the, the the addicts that I spoke to throughout the years, I mean, they they have anywhere from being sexually abused, physically abused, all the it stems all the way back from when they were like as early as four years old. You know, just witnessing their parents getting hit. You know getting touched, whatever the case may be, but it always stems from something like that. It, I mean, you you look at the situation and it's always a child being neglected, something or rather. It's, it, I mean, not saying that other children that, that get attention and stuff in their homes and that don't go through this won't try drugs just out of experiment or just for the fun of it and leisure, but for the most part, the people that are addicted to drugs severely, they have had some hard, hard lives, you know, over the top hard. <laughs> so yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is we I think we need to bring more awareness of this because again, you know, people just like you said yourself, you know, people just see them as a drug addict and there's people that are out there to help. It's it's so you know, the you know, sometimes it may feel a very lonely world for a lot of people and again we even with drug addicts you don't get to meet the deeper side of the person because all you see is that that front. Yeah. And it's just like right. when you've got depression, you see the front of it. You don't see what's behind. You know, you don't see that person that's actually cracking up inside who's actually crying out for help. And you know and it and it also sometimes all it takes is like maybe one or two words to make a difference in someone's life. That's, that's right. all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes. The matter of changing one one sentence that could have put them down, turning it into a positive. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And it just makes a difference. Even you know, I can we go to the spiritual church sometimes, and I can remember them reading a poem out about them saying, "If you smile at somebody, it's contagious." Because the next person that they they smile to, look at, they'll smile too, and then that gets passed on, and it's exactly the same, isn't it? You know, if we can help one person, and that one person that we've then helped will hopefully yes. go and help somebody else. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I just think it can be help so much. Yes, so, and a lot of a lot of the uh, you know people that I worked with are actually ex drug addicts themselves, um, recovering drug addicts, and I yes. believe that you know people who understand are the ones who 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 have been through it. I mean, you can't really sit there and say, oh, I know how it feels when you want to shoot uh, uh, some heroin into your veins, because unless you've actually done that, you don't know how it feels. And that's yeah. one thing about me, even though I went to school for it or whatever, there's no amount of school that can ever, you know, amount to the, the, 
it, it just doesn't amount to the experience, you know. I mean, granted, I've had people in my family. That's the only way that I know how it affects people. But for someone to just come, not no offense, it's people that go to school, but for someone to just come out of school and think that they know everything, if I'm an ex-drug addict and they're coming to me out of college, yes, I'll respect them on an, on that type of level, but as far as you understanding where I'm coming from, I'm sorry. I'm not taking what you're saying. I'm not going to listen to your advice because you don't know. You haven't walked in my shoes, so therefore I really don't care what you have to say, you know? Yeah. So. Don't, don't you think that we should have people that are ex-drug addicts or whatever into schools to actually talk to children and different ones that have actually been in that situation. Let's face it, we have all these different educational things through schools, but half of the teachers won't have even gone through that to be able to even have an opinion. We have a lot of that in the States. I mean, we not a lot, but we do have that in the States. The police department usually does it. Right. They go into the schools so- and talk about it. The police well, bring women with, like, uh, uh, ex-addicts and stuff like that? They, or they go in themselves, you mean? They go in themselves, but they bring guest speakers. Oh, okay. That's not Like, okay. Okay, well, that's very good then. I think that that's yes. the best way to reach people, especially youth. I think that the youth need to be reached now before it's too late. I think the earlier you get them, you know, on, on the page of, like, what how severe drugs and the use of drugs can be, I and think, it's, it's better. And drugs aren't even the problem anymore. It's these these man-made synthetic stuff that you can buy at a gas station. That's so true. They have synthetic true. everything. Yes, that is so you know, true. You know, bath salts that people use, and I don't know if you guys are aware of the story that happened in Miami, but a homeless man was so high on bath salts, he literally ate another man's face off. Wow. Yeah, oh, a 25% of the face, he chewed it off. Wow. And this happened on and the, on the, on the, I don't know what you call it, the on-ramp to Miami, and both men were naked. Wow. I Just mean, because of like, bath salts, why? Wow, you'd be surprised. So I mean, it, it, in the, at the yeah. gas station. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these kids, too, nowadays, it, parents are so, like, uh, ignorant to it. They don't even realize what's going on in their own homes. I mean, these kids are huffing, and, and people don't realize how dangerous huffing is. I don't even I know, know if a lot of people know what huffing is, period. And, and it's huffing those dust off cans. Oh, now yeah. you're going to get me going because this is, like, a passion. Like, oh, I get on my soapbox. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I'm sorry to bring it to the, you know, to go off the subject, but I mean, the reality is a lot of these, you know, uh, things can lead to suicide. So really, I, I think it's good that we are Absolutely. touching on that, you know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is, a lot of this, uh, do you know what gets me is, we with a lot of the schools, I don't know about over in America, but like, let's face it, a lot of the schools have got all these guidelines. They can't say this to kids. They can't show them that. But then they'll go home and go and play over 18s um, games on the computers where people are being shot dead and, you know, blown up and they're doing goodness knows what in these computer games. Well, my thought is if they can go on them computer games, why don't we get them to show them pictures, of horrific pictures that have happened to people that have been on drug overdoses, get parents in like yourself, Sherry, that have lost their sons because of committing suicide, because of bullying, 
Do you know what I mean? We, we should mm-hmm. be showing all these kids this to actually give them a bit of the shock treatment and say, this is for real. This is not a computer game. This is real. This is what actually happens in life. You're absolutely right, mm-hmm. Sue. Mm-hmm. You're I mean, absolutely right. I, I, I'm, I, let me put it this way. I am a spiritualist, but I'm not massive into my religion. I don't class spiritualism as a religion. But my point is that in schools they are harping on about different religions that are in the school. Well, hold on a minute. Don't we? Don't you think we should have to give them a life lesson every yeah. single week? We're giving them fitness for PE. We're giving them all these other different things. Well, hold on. Wouldn't it be better every week showing them a different sort of thing that could happen? Suicides, drug overdoses, homelessness, car accidents because you haven't put your seatbelt on. All these different things should be put out there and shown the kids. Half these kids know more about stuff than we that, that they actually make on. But the trouble is, the parents haven't got the rights to be able to stand up and say to kids, "No, you can't do this anymore," because how society has changed. It's so true. It's so true. And it, and if parents do stand up and say anything, it's like <laughs> if you if you try to lead your child child in, in in the right way, like in the Bible, it says, you know, I know this isn't a religious show, but it says train a child up in the way they should go, and when they get older, they will not depart from it. And I believe that that's with anything. Like if you're training your child in a negative way, your child's going to grow up to be negative too. And if they don't, or even if they're not even if they're not learning it from you, if they're learning it from the people in the school or whatever, and you're not telling them any different or that, you know, it, it, it's against the beliefs that you want them to live by, I mean, it's only going to affect them in the long run, and then they're just going to end up suffering too. I mean, and I and like I said, I I blame the parents. I really do. I blame a lot. I mean, the schools have a lot to do with it, but I believe that if, you know, the school is not teaching your child the way that, you want them to be taught, then shame on you if you're still allowing them to go to that school. Take them out of that school and put them in a school that, you know, supports your beliefs. You know? But the parents can only do what they know. And if That's they don't true. know better, they can't do better. That's true. But, but on That's the other true. side of that, but the other side of that coin is, let's stand from a parent's point of view, mm-hmm. I say to you that, I, I don't know about over America, but you have got so many pressures nowadays. Over here we've got where the kids are saying to us, oh, if you, if you touch us or if you stop us doing this, we'll ring child line. Mm. Do you mean? We've got so many added pressures from the society true. now that we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't do this. When I was a kid, if I misbehaved, my dad gave me a smacked backside and I was told to do as I was bloody told. <laughs> Amen you, to we that. can't do that anymore. You've got no rights as a parent even. It's so, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you on that, Sue. I, you know, I, I grew up the same way. I, I grew up in an Italian background, Italian, Irish, Portuguese background, and my mother believed in if you say the word but when she was when I was asked to do something, I would get an Italian backhand right across the lip, and I would get what you call a split lip. And back then, the teachers supported it. Now, like you said, the, the child services will be called, and that, is, and I believe that a lot of, and I don't support abusing a child. Don't get me wrong at all, but I do believe in discipline. I mean, it even right, it's in the Bible, you know, spare the rod for the child, spoil the child not. So it's like, you know, if, if, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna spare the rod and you're not gonna hit them or discipline them, I'm not saying beat them, then they're gonna grow up to whatever way society wants them to be because they're gonna say, hey, if I can get away with it at home, I can get away with it in the streets too. You know, so I definitely agree with that. I really do. And I, but they do think that they can get away with it on the streets. 
I mean, when I was younger, and let's face it, I wasn't that old, for goodness, I'm not that old, for goodness sake, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we used to respect the police, and you wouldn't backchat a policeman, you would, you know, you're scared to death that the police were going to go and tell your mum and everything else, well, nowadays, they don't give a monkeys, they speak to them and tell them what for and everything, knowing that the police can't do certain things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything's yeah. gone totally, totally wrong. I mean, I used to have a smack backside if I was naughty. Now, yeah. I've never touched drugs, never been in touch with the police, never, okay, I have the occasional drink, but I've never <laughs> been in touch with the police or anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, obviously, that didn't do me any wrong. Now, my yeah. dad didn't beat me. He didn't, you know, he didn't thrash me to death or anything like that. But I respected my dad because I knew he was right and he was yeah. doing what was good for me at that time. That's right. They, they don't get that anymore. They don't. They have no respect nowadays. I mean, right. I, I, in my house, I mean, I believe in, in, you know, having manners. I mean, we when we sit at the dinner table, I mean, kids don't even, nowadays, to touch that subject, I mean, nowadays, kids don't even sit at the table. With the, with the parents we, When I grew up We had to sit at the table We had to say our grace We couldn't touch our food Until we said our grace And we had You know All all the proper table etiquettes That you can think of Elbows off the table You know uh, No chewing with your mouth open Or whatever And you know Nowadays it's like Kids just chew with their mouths open Like horses And it's just ridiculous It is so out of control <laughs> that the, the kids today don't have any respect, and I cannot blame anyone. It's just a vicious, vicious cycle that needs to be broken. Because it, it, by the time two, 2020 comes, I mean, I can only imagine how worse it's going to be. I mean, it, it scares me. Yeah, so absolutely. I, you know, absolutely. I... Absolutely. <sighs> uh, Sherry, do you need to go? I need to drive. I need to drive. I can take you in my car with me, though. No, well, I just I want to say to, to Sherry. I do not long. need you to go and have an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I plan. You know, I never have anything to do. All of a sudden, I have all this abundance. Listen, which I the whole is a good point thing. of doing get the whole point of this show tonight was to help you and to help parents like you. Now, there's no way us three are going to stop you going for night out. All we want to say is bye and go and have a good time. <laughs> Much love and light to all of you. I yes. and I say that from the bottom of my heart. Now listen, Oof. all we pro- all we want you to do is promise us you'll keep in touch. We want of you to course. come back on the show once you've got all of your things with college. Okay. Okay. All right. And just remember that Jamie is watching over you all of the time. And he will be very, very, very proud of his very beautiful and caring mum, okay? okay? You're very lucky that you've got a, your own personal angel to watch over you. So go out there with him and your friends and go and have fun, okay? I will. And thank you, Carly. And I'm sorry, Carly's friend, I didn't get your name, but she's... Oh, Evangelist Jillian Genus. Okay. Um, it was very nice to meet you, and and I and I pray that you will find a way. And please stay in touch with Carly and, and get the number from her as well. We would love to have you on the prayer line. Well, I'm going to give Carly my phone number, and she can pass it on to you. And sure. you give her the prayer line number, and I'll be sure to call on my next day off. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Thank you okay, for having Sherry, me. Okay, Sherry, you drive careful and go and have a good time at Bingo, and let us know if you win, Okay. I will. I will. Thank you, everyone. All right, Thank then, you so much. Speak to you soon. My family thanks you okay, as well. Okay, then, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Hello. Right. Are, is everybody okay? 
Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm. Your name is Sue, correct? It is. Hi, uh, where are you located, Sue? What, uh, are you located out of state? I take it. I can tell by the accent. <laughs> I'm in the UK. I'm across oh. the border. Oh, wow. Awesome. Wow, that's, <laughs> that is so ironic. Wow. That is a far away. Oh, yes. Yes, in, in a little county called Shropshire. Wow. I love the accent. I really do. <laughs> I love Everybody it. Everybody says about my accent. It's so funny. It's hilarious. I love it. Oh, I guess we sound do we sound different to you too, right? I take it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> that but I have that Bostonian accent, right? Have you have it, you it, ever it, heard of Boston, Massachusetts before? No, only on, since I've been doing the show I've had all these different places I'm like, okay. I was, I mean, we're doing this Lennox um thing at the moment. We I've literally spoken to people all over the world. It's just been absolute crazy but brilliant. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I was talking to people from New York, from Florida, from oh, just it's just been crazy, but really good, really good. Well, I have uh, we have a radio show out here called um, my husband and I. It's called the uh, Joyful Noise Gospel Show, and it's um, located in it's all around. You can reach it from the internet. It's on BlackberrySoulRadio.com, and we're on uh, seven days a week from 5 a.m. a.m. to 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, uh, my husband and I, we talk about different things. It is a religious show, but we don't just base it all on religion. I mean, we talk about all different types of things, things like we talked about today. So if you ever get a chance, check it out, and I I will be sure to to link on to you as well. Yeah, if you want to put a link on the chat, that would be brilliant. Yes. um, Would would I be able to request you on Facebook somehow? Yeah, of course you can. If you go on chat, I've actually put the link on there. Oh, okay. All right. But well, for anybody I... who's listening, if anybody's listening into the show who wants to ask me on Facebook, it's Ask Ask Space Sue S U E mm-hmm. Space Davis D A V I E S. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was a wonderful discussion, and I hope to call um, in again. Oh, absolutely. We we will be having different shows every week. Uh, every, uh, sorry, we're doing it Monday to Friday next week, and it starts at 8 p.m. UK time. And um, it's been absolutely brilliant. We've had so many different discussions and different things. We also have people who come in and do psychic readings and all sorts. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, different, some people have got this thing that they believe in one thing and they don't mm-hmm. want to talk to people who are from a different religion. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that at all. All I say to people is I haven't got a problem with what anybody believes in long mm-hmm. as you believe in something, even if it's just you believe in yourself. All right. Do you know what I mean? It, it, that's yeah. what's important. You have so, to believe in yourself before you can believe in anything else. You know, you have to love yourself first. That's the most important thing. So I definitely yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Carly. She just put the um, link up for us. For your group as well on Facebook. Wonderful. That's fantastic. So um, we would love for you to join our group as well. Yeah, perhaps that's right. Well, well, what I usually do is we usually do like internet. We do like um, interview swaps and all sorts. So maybe I can join you one night and vice versa. We can do it. All right. All right. Sounds great to me. 
Well, yeah, you definitely. I wish you the best of luck in the world and keep it going. I love your show. And congratulations. Um, can I ask, have you actually heard about the Lennox, Lennox story? Um, I haven't, but you can definitely let me know about it. I would love to. I'm interested in knowing, yes. Right, okay. Well, what we'll do is we'll send, we'll put a link on there as well. Um, if I ask Carly nicely, I'm sure she'll put a link on for me. Yes. Um, if you put a link about um, Save Lennox or any of them. And what it is, it's literally um, a dog that's been in care for two years. If I say in care. You know what I mean? In for two years. He was taken off his family um, and literally because they said that he was a pit bull type. Mm-hmm. And he actually isn't. He's actually cross and DNA's actually been provided for this to confirm that he isn't a pit bull. But the Belfast City Council are actually keeping him there and will not release him. So we're literally mm. getting contact all over the world about this. Um, oh. So by all means, you know, if we'll put a link on Facebook yeah. uh, and, and on the Blog Talk Radio chat and maybe you could uh, pass that round for us as well with yourself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My, my cousin is actually a veterinarian, so she's very, um, you know, when it comes to animals, she's, oh, my goodness. She would love to be supportive to that. I know that for sure. Well, so, come um, to the link. It's um, Carly just put it on for me, bless her. It's www.facebook.com forward slash the Lennox campaign. And also, we just started a group today that <laughs> my Facebook has just gone offline, so I can't actually tell you, but I'll put a link on it. Um, and what it's for, it's for actually saying to people that, um, we're going to do some um, like Lennox get-togethers all over the world. Um, so that's just absolutely going just everywhere at the moment. It's quite crazy how mad it's gone. Everybody's just passing it everywhere, so it's really, really good. But again, yeah. that's just literally, it's called Lennox get-togethers across the world. And literally that's just so that wherever you are, you can actually raise the awareness of it. Okay. So... So it's absolutely brilliant. So really good. So thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And I definitely will spread the word. Yes, definitely. Thank you ever so much for calling in. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, Carly. Are you still on the line? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) Oh, you bless you. (laughs) (laughs) She's, um, my, my friend is very, you know, She's actually just starting on her own journey, just like um, Sherry was. And hers, she's a little bit further on, but I've been trying to encourage her to, to sort of, you know, she's had a very difficult life, and she's, you know, in case you didn't notice, she was very, very religious. And, um, you know, part of her past is what has brought her into the future. And I told her, I said, I really want to talk to this woman because, you know, I think that they would benefit from one another because they were in the same field. Really, and it was just very positive energy. Yeah, you know, I think it'd be great. Mm. And, and, and I'm so happy is, for Sherry. Uh, I really am. The other thing is, Carly, a lot of people, because obviously I'm into my spiritualism, I need to let everybody know that's listening into the show that it does not matter what they believe in. I don't care if you are a Jehovah Witness. I don't care if you believe in God. I, I'm not bothered about that. This is this show is all about bringing people together. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, what you believe in, what your past is, or anything. Everybody's welcome to our Sue show. It's a spirit with spiritual people. That means that we will literally believe, bring anybody into it. it it's the. I don't see spiritualism as a religion. I see it as part of my everyday life. So don't even see it as a religion. I don't put it like that. 
Do you know what I mean? So I literally will welcome anybody on the show. It doesn't matter what they believe in. So well, that's I'm, it. I'm that's glad about that. I am glad about that. Absolutely. I, I had to tell her. I said, just you know, I said because she she is very you know she's quotes cool, she's a lot of scripture. I said just you know that we're all very open. Just try to you know try to talk. And if you would like to add some things here and there, but talk mainly and you know in the words first and. I think she did really well. I mean, it's, it's awesome to see these. I think the best part of the journey that people go on when they find themselves is the very beginning because that's when people are most passionate and most dead set on what they want to do. And, you know, they, they get all these ideas. Like you, you have, you're have you just constantly with all these ideas. And, you, you know, you're you're constantly in, in, in hearing about your daughter tonight. I guess I, I can understand where that drive comes from. You have, you have a drive. Yeah. And, and a lot of people... When they when they first acquire that drive for whatever reason, shape or form, it's it's good to be able to support them, you know, and and tell them tell them it's great to go. It's the it's the best part I think of it because that's when people understand that there's a whole world out there. There are so many people out there that if you just let them in, they they will care for you and they will love you and they will send love your way. People are just so Absolutely. used to, you know, people are so used to the other way around. It, it, it yeah. sounds corny, and, you know, it sounds corny. People don't believe me, but, I mean, I found Blog Talk Radio a little over a week ago, and, my, you know, I look at things completely differently than I used to. And I've been in a lot, you know, a lot better of a mood, and I've been dealing a lot with issues, and I've been, you know, I see things, I see things differently, and, Having people like you who've helped me, who've helped me grow within myself and realize within myself, I want to be able to help help you back. You know, I want to be able to help as much as I can and to let everybody, you know, let people know that I'm, I'm here to talk to you. And I, I think it's so great that you do all of these wonderful things and you want to, you know, you're, you're so uh, vocal and passionate in what you want to do. And yeah, that's great for the people. That's great for people around you. And you're also open, though. You're not like vocal and passionate to a point where you frighten people. I mean, sometimes you can be a little bit out there. You know, you can be a little bit frightening when you get really, really like into it. But you're so you love everybody. You know what I mean? You 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 bring everybody yeah. in. You don't care. You know, you don't care what's going on. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, and and that's that's the great thing about you is just you're so. And you're so like loving and accepting for everybody, and you're also passionate in the same way. And that that's that's what people need in this life is to know that there are people like you that that exist in this world that are yeah. actually genuinely nice people that give off positive energy, and that you don't necessarily have to hide yourself from. The, the best people are the people that you can be yourself around. And um, that's so how I feel about you know this community. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so yeah. corny, it's, but it's, it's true. Quite... <laughs> It, it's quite funny because I've, I've spoken to, um, like, psychic Max who comes on the show with me. And I said to him one day, we're talking on the phone, and I said, what is it with it all? I said, it's just gone absolutely crazy. The show's gone absolutely brilliant. What, it's, I'm just me. And he went, that's exactly why they love the show. I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, it's because you're just down to earth. You're no different on the, on the show as what you are daily. You know, even when I speak to him yeah. on the phone, I'm exactly the same. I say as it is. I'll... I'll try and help people out, do you know what I mean? And then I've also got my own things that I'm doing, but I still want to be there for people as well, and I'm hoping that, you know, spiritually it will all come back to me, do you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, of course it will. Of course. You know, so it's all good. And I just love, 
I mean, the chat room, you've been in the chat room yourself. There's so much love in that chat room. I just love it, especially with the regulars and the new people are joining us every single day that we put another show on. It's just been fantastic. And I say we because all the listeners are all part of it. You know, it's just everybody's got their own stories, all, all got their own lives, but they come in and they all help in different ways. So it's definitely a we show. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. And you're just. I mean, you should be so proud of yourself as a person, too. You know, I feel like when I when I say I'm proud of people, I don't want to think, you know, in a motherly type way. I just, like, as a person to another person, it's just it's, it's just awesome how you help people, how you bring things, you bring issues, how, you, how you're just so, you know, you feel so deeply for people, but you also keep yeah. them at a level where it doesn't affect you to the point where it drains you, you know, because everybody has that in their life. And I think that there's a difference between helping people and helping the right people. And Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you help the right, the right people in this situation. What I'm talking about is people who don't drain you, people who give back what you give. And I think yeah, that that's absolutely. exactly what you do. I think it's exactly Absolutely. what you do, and, and that should be so fulfilling. I mean, you lie your head in, on the pillow at night and sleep knowing that you are doing something good in this world. And that, my, head awesome. pe- my head hits the pillow and I'm gone, love. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. That's how you sleep, knowing that knowing that today you did something, you helped somebody. Today, you know, just for example, what you did today with Sherry and my friend Jillian, you really, you really helped really helped them and Sherry you could tell in the beginning was really nervous but as she yeah, started definitely. talking she realized that you know I was telling her today on Facebook as you know that you you get less nervous when you realize that someone is going to listen and someone is going to you know you're going to affect somebody in a good way and you having this yeah, show definitely. you affect you know dozens hundreds thousands of people and that just makes yeah, me like definitely. the coolest feeling in the whole world <laughs> I couldn't even yeah, imagine definitely. how that would feel. Well, next week, we're actually going to do a show. I'm not sure what day yet, because I haven't organized it all, but we're actually having a show about missing people. Um, I will put links on, hopefully, after the show, if this doesn't sign me out as it usually does. Um, but I'll put links on for missing people in the U.K., missing children in the U.K. We've got a missing group, and all this is happening all over the world. So it's literally America everywhere. There's missing people, so we're hopefully going to bring people on that are actually missing their family members. So if anybody wants to join into one of them shows, you've got a missing family member or you know a family that you could message to tell them, just ask them to add me on Ask Sue Davis on Facebook and then we'll contact them with regard to it and get them on the show for next week. Actually, I have a friend of mine. She's she's from Florida um, in in the States, and she works a lot with... um, Missing children, missing um, wanted, abducted right. children. I would she she would be great on the show. Out, I can message her and tell her to to add you. She's very passionate about it. Um, as far as I know, yep, getting up with her sister years ago, and she would she would actually yep. be really great. She's a very she is the one who actually had Block Talk Radio up. So it would be nice to right. give it full circle. If if you know, I'll, I'll let her. Her name is Linda. I'll let her yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like well, we're down to one minute thirty, Carly. So thank you ever so oh. much for calling into the show, and I okay. shall speak to you soon. Time. All right, Sue. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, bye. I'd like to thank um, 
Sherry, I'd like to thank Carly, I'd like to thank everybody that's come in onto the show. It has been an absolute fantastic show. I'm hoping that we've helped loads of people all over the world with this and also the ones that will obviously listen to the show after. If you'd like to add me on Ask Sue Davis on Facebook or you can email me on UK at gmail.com. I'll repeat that, UK at gmail.com or you can go onto Facebook, Ask Sue Davis and I will add you there. So thank you very much for everybody who's joined in the show and I will let you go now with a little bit of Jean-Michel Jarre with Oxygen. Thank you very much.